Welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Welcome back to Leadership Live. Happy Friday. I'm Trey Darnell here with co-host Vanessa Bennett. Vanessa, how are you on this Friday? It's Friday. It's exciting. Exactly. We're excited to welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast Board of Education Board Member, Miss Julie Byers. Hello, welcome. I have waited a long time to get you on our show. Exciting. I'm going to give you a time limit so we can ask a lot of questions during this podcast. So tell our listeners in 60 seconds what it's like to be a public servant on the Board of Education. Well, it depends on the day of the week and what's going on. During COVID, it was awful. I found out how hateful people can be through email, things that they would never say to your face. Other times it's very exciting because we get invited to all types of activities around the community that it's really hard to keep track of with what all the schools are doing from elementary, pre-K, etc. So we get the invitations. We really get to see the kids up close and personal and really get to see what they're learning, how they're engaging. And from that part, to me, it's really exciting. Your Kingsport Chamber has a new program that we are just kicking off. Trey's a part of this called Lead DEI. You lead the diversity committee for the Board of Education. What recommendations do you have for our committee? We need words of wisdom. Words of wisdom on DEI is a really a tough one. As you know, I was part of the Hope Diversity Committee that focused mostly on race, and that has folded into your lead DEI. I do believe with DEI, we need to understand the diversity, equity, inclusion is not only race. It is also letting every person be able to enter any one of our facilities at any given time. It is helping those that are from another country be able to speak the language and understand and learn. It is not offering a stepladder up to a platform, but offering a ramp up to a platform. Everybody deserves to be elevated and everybody deserves a chance to have that experience. Well said. You're the standalone board member wanting to add DEI, which are considered work words, to superintendent hiring package for KCS. Why do you think your other fellow board members did not join you? I honestly don't know why. I feel very passionate about DEI, as you know, and I think it is something that is it's kind of like a snowball going downhill. It's just getting bigger and bigger as it goes. And I believe that it is, it is something we can't turn our backs on. So I'm very passionate about it. And I feel that Having that as part of our clause as the superintendent, I wanted somebody to understand what goes into it, that it's more than just, like I said, a lot of people think it's only race, but then we had the issue a couple meetings ago about homosexuality or transgender. Those are also part of DEI, and I know that that's an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. But it is a reality. It is in our schools. We shouldn't make people feel uncomfortable because they're homosexual, because they're being raised by homosexual parents, whatever. And I want those kids. I know we have some immigrants in our school. They deserve the opportunity to have an education, even though their parents might have broke the law for them to get here. And it's just something I am very passionate about. And I was highly disappointed that my fellow board members did not go with me on that because I, I do think it is a growing need in our country. I'm curious, how can we bring DEI? What We were at a meeting, Vanessa and I, a couple nights ago, and how can we um, bring DEI into the school system without using DEI? Because people, when they hear that, they automatically throw their hands up and go, whoa, no. How can you bring that to the school system without using those catchphrases? I think you're right. It is kind of sad that people hear DEI and automatically put up a wall. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't know how to be a part of it. And it's everywhere. You look at social media and people are becoming very divisive about 
the DEI rules. And I don't know the best way, but I think, you know, we talk about disabilities and people are okay with that, but that is part of DEI. So maybe we have to break it down into segments for people to understand what it is and that way we can roll it out but we need to include everybody it doesn't matter what your religion what your race what your gender but i don't think our biggest challenge quite frankly is in our schools Mm-mm. our biggest challenge is with our adults and our adults are having a hard time moving forward and accepting that kids embrace each other and you look at prom pictures you look at homecoming pictures you look at the sports pictures those kids don't care what religion or color or gender they are they're all out there having a great time. I got to tell a story on you. When I was running for Board of Education to be a peer of yours, uh, you hopped in the car with me and we spent most of the day together and you climbed hills to put my Darnell for Board of Education signs in the weeds and trees and I mean hills. And I think there's still one out there that is probably going to stay for for years because nobody's going to climb up and take it down. So I put my next sign up (laughs) next to it. So one thing that I find fascinating about you, Julie, is you are a scout leader for Troop 387? I'm with Pack 387 currently. Pack 387. That was mine when I was in Boy Scouts 30 plus years ago. What does that look like and how much does that mean to you? I got involved with scouts when my son, who is now 19, was six years old. I knew nothing about Boy Scouts. It was nothing my brothers did. They did this thing called Indian Guides. I don't even know if that's still around. I was clueless. And they asked me to be a leader at the time and I was coaching flag football at the Boys and Girls Club. I said, I can't do both. Well, it came out that I was begged about three months later to take over the den because we had some leadership issues and challenges. And so I did. And I took all the training that was available because I was really afraid because at that time there weren't a whole lot of women leaders. They were dead moms or something, but I was afraid I would mess up those boys. And after I crossed them over into Boy Scouts, I took a step back for a year because I wanted those kids to learn that they were independent. They didn't need Miss Julie anymore. And then I got more involved and ended up starting a venture crew for co-ed kids 14 to 21. And I did that mostly because my older daughter did not have an opportunity of any kind to be in Scouts. My other daughter was a Girl Scout, ultimately became an Eagle in Boy Scouts. She was the first female Eagle in this area. So scouting is very, very important to my family. And I was ready to step back. I was at the district level, then the council level, but it consumed a whole lot of time. And I ended up restarting PAC 387 in Colonial Heights. And I was done. I was not going to be a scout anymore. So you thought. So I thought. (laughs) And I look at these kids, and they were all misfits. Honestly, they were poor. They didn't have anything. And they didn't have anybody who'd been involved in scouts before. So I stepped up to the plate to be their leader. And we have more than doubled in size from last year to this year. They all have ADHD. I, I think they all do. And by Thursday night at 7 o'clock, their medicines have worn off. It takes a lot of energy and patience to guide them. But to me, every time I go to those meetings and I see what those kids can do and I see how much they've changed and how they've learned, my heart just expands. And I just think I'm doing something for these kids, but they're doing so much more for me because it gives me hope in what our kids are able to do, even those that have ADHD issues, but the parents are involved. And I think right there's the key. Most of these kids only have one parent. 
but that parent's very involved with this child. And I've welcomed the siblings, which makes it easier for the parents to come. So we have two and three-year-old siblings running around, and it's okay. Scouting is a family thing, but it is it is very important to me. Some of the stuff that you've shown pictures to me, you're very creative in the activities that you do. So I'm going to ask you a tough question. If you were to write an autobiography about Julie Byers, what would the title be? You can't make this stuff up. Mm. We, we say that a different way here. <laughs> well, I mean, just a lot of people, they just laugh. They're like, really? You know, and I tell stories, you know, like I played Red Rover, Red Rover when I was in high school and it landed me in a wheelchair for three and a half years. The challenges that went with that are very entertaining if you look at it. And there's so many stories in my life, you know, like it was shortly after I got out of the wheelchair, I thought I could go skiing. I don't know what made me think I could ski. I had no balance. I still have no balance. My third run down, I fell and I tried to catch myself, broke both thumbs. Well, my dear sweet brother, I catch up with him a little bit later and I told him, I said, I think I broke my thumbs. He goes, well, they're broken now. They'll be broken five hours from now. You might as well continue skiing. My brother's best friend said, you've paid your lift ticket, your ski rentals. You might as well get your money's worth. So like a fool, I did. I skied for another five hours with broken thumbs. You know, it's stories like that you just can't make up. And I think that would be my autobiography. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> One day it. I'll write it. Yes, I need to read this. So we have some rapid five questions. There's some mm. of my favorite. Worst subject in school? Art. Mm, same. Cats or dogs? Dogs. What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Balut. Do you respect Kane West? Kane West. Kanye. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't. It's one of those days. Kanye West. I was like, no, I don't respect Kanye mm. West. What do you think of when I say Britney Spears? I think of a woman who has overcome some challenges. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> Vanessa, do you have any final thoughts? I think that's it. Julie, we appreciate all you do. I know any public service is not easy. You get good stuff, but there's a whole lot of bad in there too. But we appreciate all you do and putting our students first in our school system. Safety then students, but thank you. Julie, thanks for being here. It's International Women's Week. Yep, sure is. And so should I speak a few languages to you know make it international? <laughs> how, many, how many languages do you speak? I speak Tagalog, French, Spanish, and English. Can't even do English half the time. I don't even know what the first one she said. I don't either. One of the dialects of the Philippines. We'll say see you next Friday in one language. You just have me going. (laughs) I I know. I'm the same way. Get me off of this. Kane West. Kane West. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport Leadership Programs of your Kingsport Chamber and Honda Kingsport. Leadership Live is available wherever you get your podcasts. 